Hey guys, welcome back to Bid Nerds, or maybe it's welcome us back to Bid Nerds. We're doing sure. it again. We're bringing the band back together. Uh, we won't bore you with too much of that stuff, but uh, Bid Nerds, welcome to Bid Nerds, your daily nerd ad on the most interesting car of the day from all the automotive enthusiast auction sites. Uh, my name is John Polnick. I'm your host coming to you from uh, from Las Vegas, right here in the Container Park. If you're ever in Las Vegas downtown, come and visit us. Uh, my partner, Michael Deeb over there. Where are you from, Michael Deeb? What's going on? San Francisco's in the house, West Side. There we go. You just did that. Um, I did. Yeah. Here it is. We're doing bid nerds. Uh, what we do is we pick the most interesting car from, I don't know, bring a trailer, P car market, cars and bids, whatever auction site happens to be uh, still running. And uh, <laughs> we find the most interesting one and we, uh, we make some predictions on what we think it's going to sell for. Uh, then we'll go ahead and at the end of the auction, we'll... Uh, We'll match this together with uh, what it actually sold for, so you can see just how lousy we do at this. Uh, but Michael Deeb, how you been? I'm good, man. I miss you, buddy. I know, right? Uh, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, we're going to get right to it. Uh, today yeah. we are talking about a 1983 Porsche 944. Tell it, uh, take it away, Michael Deeb. All right. So we found this car on Bring a Trailer. This car is a 1983 Porsche 944 that is showing 44,000 miles with a true mileage unknown tag in addition to that. The car is located in Scottsdale, Arizona. It does have one crack on the dash, uh, but other than that, the car looks to be in really spectacular condition for one of these early 944s. This is a very unusual color that I'll have to admit, JP, I had never heard of before. Copenhagen blue, which is kind of like Ferrari's posy blue. It's a it's a midnight blue without metallic uh, flakes, and then it's got a black leather interior. The car looks to be in really good used condition, which actually says a lot for a 944 because most of these cars traded hands uh, with owners that really couldn't afford to keep them up, and a lot of them got beat to hell. But this car looks to be in really good condition as it sits. Um, if uh, I open the Carfax and you can sort of trace the mileage on the Carfax. So I would say that even though there's a TMU to the, nine, the 944's 44,000 miles, I think the mileage appears to be accurate. Uh, and so the TMU wouldn't bother me on this car. I would look at this car as a nicely preserved low mile example. Now these early cars don't bring a ton of money. Our car is sitting at just $8,000 on only five bids and closes uh, tomorrow, uh, which I let's say, think we should say is uh, Thursday the 23rd, I believe. So let's go with that for now. Um, but anyway, there you go. Nice car. I, I have to say, JP, if I could only own one Porsche, it would have to be an air-cooled 911. But if I could have a second Porsche, a 944 like this would find its way into my garage or maybe even a turbo um, because I just think they're great driving cars. I know you've owned several of them. Uh, and you won't shut up about them because you love them so much. And I've never owned one. And in high school, I've told you this many times before. In high school, I never wanted a 911. I always wanted a 944. So, I don't know. One day I will have one. And this, uh, man, this looks like it would be a great candidate. But it, this will not be my first and only Porsche. Uh, how should I say? It will not be my one and only Porsche. I'll have to have an air-cooled first. So, what do you say? Yeah, I have owned quite a few of these over the years, um, and you're right. Uh, they, they look, they're fantastic cars. 
uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, if you if you don't know anything about 944s or what's commonly uh, referred to as the transaxle cars for Porsches, uh, this is a front engine. What is this? A 2.5 liter inline four cylinder, uh, yeah. which is kind of. Um, that's a that's a unique engine uh, for Porsche at the time because you know they were making air cooled cars like you mentioned. Audi was making uh, the little four cylinder inline four that they had in the 924, and that thing was kind of an anemic piece of junk. Uh, and so this was Porsche's kind of like first four cylinder water pumper that they put right. into mass production. Uh, boy, this dashboard does look pretty darn beat up. A lot more than one crack, like the ad says. You start looking at it closely, and it's like, oof, that thing's beat the hell. Um, but, you know, it's it's an eight-valve head. It's a very simple engine. Um, and But uh, what's unique about 944s is why they call them transaxles, because the transmission is all the way in the back. So you get this really interesting kind of, like, balance with 944s. Uh, you get that 50-50 mm-hmm. balance. But... Uh, unlike uh, a mid-engine car that ha- might have 50-50 balance where all the weight is in the middle, uh, these really extend the weight all the way out on either end. So you can, it, kind of like a 911, you get a polar moment in the back because all the weight's in the back, uh, yeah. or maybe on a Corvette we're all, or an American muscle car, all the weight's in the front. These yeah. have like a bunch of weight on both ends. So if you get two out of whack, these both understeer and oversteer in a weird way uh, <laughs> that takes a minute to get used to. But um, our friend Lane Skelton over there at uh, DWA, he's had he's one of these one. for years, and he's yeah. just dialed that sucker in. And if you've ever driven with him on the back roads in your neck of the woods, uh, boy, he uh, will show you just how good a 944 is. If you ever decide to get a 944, there's some key things you want to look out for. Um, the known problems on these are timing belts. Um, that is something that uh, commonly breaks and uh, will cause a lot of damage. Uh, and also the water pumps tend to leak and also need help. Uh, the rear differentials uh, tend to go out and clutches are not inexpensive. Uh, on some older cars uh, from back in the day, clutches used to be a really inexpensive job. I remember clutches used to be 400 bucks uh, for no matter what car you had, even <laughs> when these were... Yeah, not anymore, right? Uh, these <laughs> have always been expensive this is a $2,500 or more clutch job so um, you know getting into an inexpensive Porsche uh, may cost you a little up front but it could cost you a lot more down the road if you don't do your research now if those things have been done that timing belt in particular that timing belt if it's been done within the last five years or 60,000 miles um, you'll probably be okay do not let one uh, boy here's the thing it's like yeah it might have been done inside of 60,000 miles but if it was done 10 years ago replace it I wouldn't even drive one of these it's it was done within the year so it was done in August of 2020 so it was done 10 months ago so uh, timing belt and tensioners were replaced in August 2020 along with the clutch Um, so this 944 services uh, are basically up to date look at that rear diff too that thing looks like it's cleaned up so was there service on that um, not mentioned in the first paragraph, but, okay. uh, but clearly the car has been looked after. Yeah. And look That's at the, uh, you've got your CV axles are all good. The boots are nice. This car looks really clean. Yeah. I thought it was pretty nice. I, again, he does have the toupee on the dash, which is a shame. And obviously yeah. there's the one obvious crack. Um, you've probably looked at more of these than I have. So if you see a little bit of wear and tear, but if this car is nice and that mileage is accurate, wouldn't it even be worth putting a new dash on there or getting one from a junkyard or salvage yard and, and, and updating this car? I mean, it looks like a nice car. And what I thought was so interesting about this is 
could you find a really good driver's car Porsche in this day and age in this crazy market that's under 20 grand? Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, you know, these cars were somewhere in that neighborhood brand new, but that was like all the money in the world. In 1984, a $20,000 car would be like, I don't know what, a <laughs> $80,000 car now? I mean, right. maybe more. Uh, these were just, th that was what was cool back in the 80s. The, you know, when they came out new, they depreciated quite a bit. So by the early 90s, you could buy one of these for four or 5,000 bucks and look right. like a million bucks driving down the road. Um, they really were a lot of fun. I'm, I'm sitting on this uh, original uh, window, sticker. window sticker. Did you say this one has uh, a limited slip or did you check on that? I did not. I didn't. I didn't. So. Yeah, I mean these. Yeah, these cars were a heck of a lot of fun. It's here's the thing: looking for 944s, they were cheap for so long um, that they really were abused. Uh, a lot of people got them, and you know, didn't because they didn't spend a whole lot of money on them. They just didn't treat them like a nice car. So this car, we're sitting here trying to figure out: is it true mileage unknown? If you had found a a 911 with 50,000 miles and had a you know a normal six-digit odometer. Um, you could pretty easily look at it. They, those cars were always expensive, and they looked... Looking at a 911 with 50,000 miles from 1984, you could probably tell that it's a 50,000-mile car. Right. This car does not look like a 50,000-mile car. It's right. It's got a lot of rock chips. Um, but, but here, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying that it probably wasn't treated like a 50,000-mile Porsche for many years of its life. Uh, mm -hmm. So it has a ton of rock chips, some scrapes on the front valance, uh, lots of little chips along the, the, the rocker panels and stuff. Um, it's a dark color, so they're going to show up pretty easily. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to hide rock chips on this dark blue color. What, I can't remember what color you said that was. Um, Copenhagen blue. Copenhagen blue. I did have an S in this color, by the way, years ago. You did? Uh, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. But uh, that said, um, that five-digit, boy, it's just tough. Um, it's tough. It's a tough call. Uh, either way, though, um, even if it does have 150,000 miles, if the clutch has been done, the timing belt's been done, and the water pump's been done, you're good to go. These engines are bulletproof, other than those three little Achilles heels. They're not terribly yeah. expensive to update those things. So you could have a 200,000-mile one of these, fix those problems, and you're, you're good to go. I mean, they just really are super strong engines. No, no limited slip on this one, JP, but this car did have uh, the uh, stabilizers and sport shocks, which was $270 option to upgrade the suspension. <laughs> Can you imagine? Nice. nice. <laughs> $270 won't get you floor mats in a portion of it. I will tell you, Michael Deeb, I went and looked at a 944 over the weekend here just before oh. we recorded this. Um, it was a weird one. Uh, the rear glass you know you see this big hump that big bubble glass on this guy's yeah. car was busted out it was smashed his was oh. an 85 and a half so that was the first year of the new body style this is yeah. uh the 16 candles jake interior uh right. which um but yeah so the rear glass was broken and uh they got they wanted like 6500 dollars for this car so i went out to take a look at it it was guards red on black uh and other than the glass the body was in beautiful shape like i haven't seen one this nice in a while the i mean not a door ding on it this one has way more rock chips uh the interior not a crack on the dash interior was immaculate and these two chucklehead guys uh said that it was their grandfather's car and i don't know maybe they're right they had a stack of receipts like this thick and oh, that's cool and so i'm like all right well let's start it up and drive it he's like oh well yeah it, it's not running right now I'm like 
Okay. Okay. So grandfather's car supposedly rear glass broken. Finding the glass for these is there's a bunch of them on Almost eBay, but they're all, yeah, but they're like you know eight hundred a thousand dollars, and then getting one shipped is really tough. So okay, so you get the glass. Uh, that's a thousand bucks or more. Um, you know, now it's not starting. Is it a DME relay? Is it what you know? So I I put the key in and I'm turning the key and it's it's got plenty of power but it's not getting spark or fuel or something and it's just turning oh, over super free but it's also a very good possibility that uh the timing belt went because the timing belt went that thing will just spin 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 too so i'm like oh no finally by the time i'm leaving they're like we'll we'll give it to you for three grand i'm like <laughs> at this point i'm going well you know what it might be worth that in parts i mean because the body was beautiful it'd be re- it'd be worth it to replace the engine so i'm like all right let me see the title it's not a salvage or anything like that uh and so he hands me the title it's this teeny little piece of paper about the as big as a phone i'm like what the hell is this this isn't a title i'm looking at it it's the original registration that expired in like 1986 i'm like this has an expiration date on it titles don't have expiration dates on it and they're like oh we thought that was a title i'm like well i can't do anything guys no title not in your name yeah. doesn't run yeah. <laughs> should i keep going yeah uh <laughs> call me if you find the title and i tell you what like every six hours these guys are texting me how about if we give you your two thousand i was like guys it's a boat anchor <laughs> anyways i'm talking about a car that it, just for the to be clear the car i'm talking about is not this particular this 944 car, right. this particular 944 is one that uh, i i would personally love to own and you're right yeah. it would be a fantastic second porsche uh to have in your garage uh so yeah. there it is we've talked to anything else you want to say about this car before we get to what we think it's worth no i think that i, I think we've you know, kind of done it. It's a, it's, yeah. it's a nice example. It's an unusual color. Um, you know, I think there's there's a special appreciation for the early 944s, even though they only mm-hmm. have like 140, 150 horsepower. Yeah. Um, but man, like you said, the balance, they'd be just great driving cars. I, I want to ring ones now. You really have to. That's where all the power is. It's in yeah. the last 200 RPM. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the cookie cutter wheels on these, you know, that was the wheel that came with not one of the more popular Porsche wheels of all time, but they've certainly come up. Uh, people are starting to appreciate them more. I think aftermarket it looks right on the car. It look yeah, it's period correct. I've seen yeah. some 944s, early 944s with those uh, aftermarket 17 inch um, Fuchs, and they look fantastic. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. If if it's if, but it's got to be but you got to bring the ride height down. Uh, if you just slap them on there, stock height, it looks they look like wagon wheels. But there's been a few that we've seen on BAT that's just like, oh man, that's really the right size. But anyways, the, a nine six four RS speedline wheels on this car looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. those wheels look pretty That's damn good on almost anything of, your, of the yeah. era. But, uh, yeah. um, all right, how much is... Worth more than co- yeah, exactly. Than <laughs> how much, what do you think this 944 I, will bring? JP, that's the question, right? Like, the, these cars are bringing crazy money. Now, again, it's not second gen with the 160 horsepower. It's not an S, it's not a turbo. Um, so it's not going to break 20 grand, but is it a teen or $16 car? In this market, I think it brings more than that. I, I do think it's a fourteen or fifteen or sixteen thousand dollar car, but I think the price for that car today has gone up. And so, with that in mind, even though I may step on my Johnson here, I think this car has a chance to bring ninety thousand dollars wow. and sell there. Yeah. Okay. But maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. But but we'll see. 
Yeah, That's nine, my guess. Nine for, uh, Porsches in general, the, the values have skyrocketed. We're seeing some flattening out in the economy in general, not just with cars, but uh, with everything. Uh, I think the rocket ship um, that was just taken off from the planet is now kind of hovering, and we're going to see prices maybe stabilize a little bit, but Porsches oh, in general sure. are still kind of, uh, if any car, uh, the classic ones are on the rise. The transaxle cars did not go up in this at the same rate that all the other that no, the 911s please. did um I and i i think this car uh I, do, what's it at now do we do we know what it's sitting at jp it's at eight thousand dollars on five bids and it closes in about 24 hours okay i say it's gonna make uh 12 grand uh is my 12 bid. Grand. yeah i and just you, i just if the if this if this were confirmed miles, um, I think maybe fifteen. But uh, you know, because BAT always brings the highest dollar. Uh, but I think if this car were for sale on on Renlist or you know one of the normal places that wasn't BAT, I think this guy would struggle to get more than ten or eleven grand for it. Nine forty fours, as great as they are, are just not bringing big money. There's a bunch of them out there for sale right now that are, in my opinion, nicer. Um, you know, maybe not the same miles, but again, we don't know for sure on the miles on this car. But anyways, that's my call. Right, so JP, JP, to your to your bid, if mm-hmm. it does, if you're if you would prove to be right and it comes to thousand dollars, I don't think it sells at twelve grand. I bet you this owner is looking for fifteen or more. Yeah, FTS uh, failure sale. That's uh, that's, at 12 that's grand, entirely yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah. It, it 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 may that the amount the the market may dictate that that car is worth twelve grand because that's the bid it achieves tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I bet you the owner thinks he's getting more than that. So I, I don't know. BAT is a failure. BAT is still really uh, conservative when it comes to allowing people to set their uh, their reserves. So I'd be shocked if they let someone do a reserve more than twelve grand. But uh, okay. But we will find out right in a minute after <laughs> this. Uh, after this word from our sponsor. Hey guys, welcome back to Bid Nerds, your daily nerd out on the most interesting car of the day from all the automotive enthusiast auction sites. Uh, let's get to finding out how much this 1983 Porsche 944 sold for. Michael Deeb, yeah. take it away. Who was right? Who was wrong? Which one of us is an idiot and which Wait. one is not? <laughs> so JP, there are times where, because I go first with the bid, there are times where I throw my bid out there 
and I can I can feel your reaction. Like you'll go, uh, and I just know, like, oh shit, I'm stepping on my Johnson. And I I just know, like, like sometimes I throw a number out there, and then you're like, okay, I don't even know what to do with that because I can't. Like other times, you don't know what the value of the cars are. But there's some cars that you know so well, you can tell the moment I speak. You're like, oh yeah, he's gonna lose this one. So this is actually kind of funny because. Our 83 Porsche 944 is showing 44,000 miles, but it's true mileage unknown. We don't know if the mileage is accurate or not. Anyway, I said 19,000 bucks, and then after you got done laughing, you came in at $12,000. Now, here's the rub. The car sold for $15,000 on 27 bids on Bring a Trailer. Fair price, fair bid. But, like, you were off by $3,000 and I was off by $4,000. So you only beat me by a grand and I just want to point that out. So there you go. Um, it might be, I would assert, a little closer than it looks. That's all. Because I know um, most of the educated audience was probably with you when I said $19,000 for this beat up early 944 that doesn't even make 150 horsepower. Um, but still at 15 grand, I'd say that's, uh, that's a nice car for the money. And man, the idea that you could get a Porsche that's actually fun to drive for less than 20 grand. I'm not talking about maintenance costs, but I'm just talking about the pure enjoyment of driving the car. That's got to be the best value out there, is it not? Yeah, these really are fun cars. Something I think we forgot to mention before the break, too, is specifically the 83s have... I don't know. Some people, I think 944 connoisseurs will say, hey, it's one of the best years because there's no power steering in the 83s. Oh, um, cool. So you really do get a much, well, I mean, for some people, I mean, think about it. In an older 911, not having the power steering is a significant, is a big benefit. Even not so much when you're trying to park the darn thing, uh, uh -huh. but that road feel uh, on the canyon when you're really ripping it up in one of these. Um, I, I really think it hurt the 944 putting uh, the power steering in the. Um, yeah, I think this is way overpriced. 15 grand is 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 way too much for this car um bat i think this is this is one of those reasons why bat is where it's at i think that if this car were on p car market i think it would have failed to sell at like seven grand or something oh um God. you know I, I i'm not kidding i'm not and i'm yeah, not no, disparaging the car it. as much as i am disparaging maybe p car market um <laughs> but this you know this is the this is the beauty of bat is you get the eyeballs um, the people are there. People just were kind. Of, I, people are tired of looking at P car market because it's like, okay, the cars are gonna. It's just gonna wind up in the deal tank anyway. You know, the they let deal tank or rather uh, P car market pretty much lets you set the reserve wherever the heck you want. I mean, they do try to push you, but they'll 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 list anything. And if you push back at, at uh, P car market, they'll let you list it um, at at whatever reserve you really want uh they're not going to reject you and consequently cars you know reserve numbers are way too high so cars don't sell as much there um and everything one and so it's just it's just tiresome sitting there going through the process watching an auction close watching everyone bid everyone bid everyone bid and going okay maybe i've got a shot at this uh, no deal tank and it's like 50% more in price than the deal tank you weren't even close so it's just a yeah. waste of everyone's time to support your take, JP, this car sold on 27 bids, so not only a lot of eyeballs, but a lot of action on the auction itself. Yeah. Um, uh, to hammer that point home, we had that outlier on cars and bids where the M6 had 61 bids. But the other car we, we looked at this week, the Speedster, the SC, and the Defender, 
were 17, 17, and 11 bids, respectively. And so to see this car on 27 bids, I mean, they, there were people looking at it, and, and that obviously is reflected in the price, um, by your opinion, over market value. So interesting. So well sold uh, to the seller. And um, uh, still a great buyer, car. Too much. Yeah, but it's no, a great still car. Still a fun car. Yeah. yeah. But to the buyer, I hope he's got, he hangs onto it and likes it because he might have a firm grip on it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, and comparing cars and bids to P car market, I think the pressure on the reserve prices uh, is significant, which is, you know, cars and bids is far more selective than P car market is. Cars and bids will push back with uh, reserve caps um, and they won't budge off of them that much. Uh, they'll say, this yeah. is what we think the reserve should be, uh, take it or leave it. They are less inclined just to take your listing money. Um, and that's really what P car market wants. Uh, plus, P car, uh, to their credit, they actually sell a lot of those cars in deal tank. Um, so, you know, they still get their commission on deal tank when that happens. Whereas cars and bids doesn't have anything like the deal tank. If the car doesn't sell when it, when the auction closes, then the car's off the market and that's that. And cars and bids doesn't have an ability to, uh, make money off of the sale of that car post, uh, fail to sell. So, um, I, I just don't think you're wasting your time when you're auctioning or when you're bidding on a car on cars and bids, because chances are you probably have a shot at getting it. Um, you know, it, because the, the reserve price is probably realistic. Um, realistic. Yeah. Yeah. At the very least. Whereas P car market, very often the reserve prices are not even remotely close to realistic. L laughable. Yeah. And we've had representatives from P car market on this show, uh, that have said so much. I mean, they've basically, they lament, uh, oh, yeah, we get people that come on and they want to, uh, they want these really high, uh, reserve prices because they see craziness in the market. Um, and so it's, and, you know, he admitted that it's difficult to deal with, but then they still take the listing anyway, even though they know that the, that the reserve is way too high. So I think that's a little shoddy, but, uh, that said, the easiest way to do that JP is you pull your pants all the way down to your ankles because then you can open <laughs> it up wider. And on that note, that's another episode of the bid nerds, the most interesting cars of the day from all the automotive enthusiast sites. Smash. Have you smashed that like button? Smash. Subscribe now for crying out loud. Come on, subscribe to this yeah. thing. Will you?